0: Hey, good morning, everyone. We are uh, having a rather interesting summer here in, in uh, Kingman, Arizona. You know, weather is something we can always talk about complain about, and there's not much we can do about it. That's an old adage I learned many, many years ago. A little bit of road trip inspiration there from uh, Joe and Woody and the boys of the road crew. If you need a little theme song for your adventure or a little bit of road trip inspiration, take a listen. Roadcrew66.com And uh, check out one of my favorite songs they have there, which is Under the Neon. Really enjoy that tune. We were talking about the weather here uh, in Kingman right now. Well, it, uh, last year we had record heat. Uh, we Generally, Kingman's pretty good, about 105 in the summer, low humidity except for the monsoon seasons. And if you want really miserable weather, you head west down towards uh, the uh, Colorado River Valley, Needles, California, down in that country. And it comes summer, it's not hell, but if you squint hard, you can sure see it from there 120 plus most days. Well, last year we had over a, a week straight of 110 plus real high humidity, very, very unusual. We've been in a drought for about 20 years here, but uh, uh the last couple of years have been just ridiculously dry to the point where the cactus seem like they're in distress and starting to die but uh all of a sudden july this year it was just like old times we had a we've had a monsoon season and it's been so good to see the rain and and it's interesting i love storms in the desert as the uh storms roll in across the desert the temperature just plummets it'll be 105 and 10 minutes later it'll be 80 85 degrees Really great. So July has been uh, really, really nice, and uh, I'll look and see what October, October brings us. It should be pretty interesting. But that all ties into something we were going to talk about today: uh, 160 miles of smiles. That's yeah, uh, the kind of the loose marketing strategy used to promote Route 66 here in western Arizona. And uh, it's kind of a misnomer, a bit of a stretch. They basically clock that from west of the Crookton Road exit uh, on I-40, or excuse me, east of the uh, Crookton Road exit towards um, Ash Fork, Arizona at the uh, 1923 the beautiful beautiful partridge creek bridge and then they figure to uh, uh to- Topak down on the colorado river by the uh, national trails road bridge and uh, technically i think it's about 158 and three-quarter miles but let's face it 158 and three-quarters doesn't have the ring of 160 miles of smiles but you can it depends there again if you which alignment you follow you know if you find the post follow the post or pre 1952 alignment there's a few miles difference and in kingman you can follow chadwick drive around el Trovador hill and that was the national Old trails road from uh, 1921 to 26 and then route 66 until 47 and that, that changes it but that's kind of a hair split well we're on the last day of july and uh, so we've got a, a little bit of time to still think road trips And I wanted to encourage it. You know, it's not just because this is my neighborhood and I live here. This is an absolutely amazing drive. If you're headed west uh, on I-40 and doing a Route 66 adventure, take some time to explore Ash Fork. Uh, She's down at the heels hard. And it's gone through a a lot of hard times, especially in the 70s. But it's still a fascinating old town. A lot of stuff to see. We've got a great museum there. Then, uh, because Route 66 is truncated, you have to get on I-40. You run to the Crookton Road exit. Now, if you go east, that'll take you to the picturesque Partridge Creek Bridge. And continuing west, uh, you'll roll into Seligman. And uh, Seligman stands in stark contrast to Ash Fork. Ash Fork is... is uh, Withered on the vine. And Seligman has boomed. And the reason for that is if you don't think one person can make a difference, Angel Delgadillo, the Delgadillo family, and the small town barber there, when the town was bypassed and began to die on the vine, Angel said, It's not going to happen on my watch. And Angel jumped into the fray and. uh, well, he's kind of the, the uh, considered the father of the Route 66 Renaissance. He pushed the state to have Route 66 designated a scenic highway and uh, established the uh, Route 66 Association of Arizona, the first of its kind. And Sligman became a destination. Angel became a celebrity. And he's an unlikely celebrity, but a very inspirational person. Uh, Angel short version: His family came up from Mexico after the Mexican Revolution. Father opened a pool hall and barber shop on Long Route 66. Prospered did pretty well. Angel and his brothers and went to he went to barber school. He and his brothers formed a band. Being Mexicans, they encountered a lot of prejudices up and down the road, but they prospered, they succeeded, and they did well. Well, uh Angel now is 95 years old. Still has the barber shop. And his works with his wife and his daughters at the gift shop and <coughs> Excuse me, greets everyone with a big smile. Just just a really inspirational fellow. Still lives in the house he was born in and uh changed really changed the world. Quite a fellow. But Seligman's a lot of fun. I talk a lot about Seligman. There's the uh, snow drive-in built by Juan Delgadillo back in about 1953. Kind of a quirky, fun place. Uh, his sons have taken it over now that he passed. And it's still fun, but it's not the same without Juan. Juan was always a jokester, a prankster. Yeah, the front door has two doorknobs. You don't know which one to turn. And uh, you order a small Coke, well, that's what you get. It comes in a little tartar sauce cup, but uh, a lot of fun. Uh, my favorite places there are Westside Lilo's. It, uh, Lilo is from Wiesbaden, Germany. She has tremendous, tremendous authentic German food and American food. And her signature in the morning, she comes in early every morning, even though she's in her 80s now. She cooks these massive cinnamon rolls that's the size of a dinner plate. And across the streets, the uh, Roadkill Cafe. Debbie and her husband and their team, uh, Debbie and Bruce, do a wonderful, wonderful job at the Roadkill. Uh, From Seligman, Route 66 rolls west into the Aubrey Valley, named after a really colorful frontier era, eccentric, I guess you would say, uh, Javier, uh, Francois uh, Javier Aubrey uh canadian immigrant and uh, check him out online uh, read his story pretty wild stuff right there as your cl- after you cross the valley watch for on the left side of the road about 15 miles out of sligman you'll see these big towering black water tanks uh now i don't recommend this with just a car if it's been raining otherwise the road's not that bad uh follow that about a half mile Uh, to the south and you'll come to these water tanks and if you look across the railroad tracks you'll see a tumble down old railroad station that's pretty much all that remains of pika that was a little place on railroad siding supply center for area ranches and kind of an important stop the National Old Trails Road uh before predecessor to Route 66 it followed along the railroad tracks there in pika the old tumble down depot and the water tanks this is about all that's left of Pica. but as you're continuing on route 66 just as you cross the valley the aubrey valley and you start up the grade keep an eye out on the right side of the road you'll see an old swimming pool filled with trash and some ruins and some odds and ends that is the remains of hyde park this was kind of a resort all the way back into the early 30s there was a gas station there was a, a garage and then uh, some cabins later a swimming pool the claim to fame at Hyde Park was uh they had signs up and down the highway park your hide tonight at Hyde Park pretty pretty interesting stuff and uh after you topped the rise and you start down the other side you'll see a four-lane segment of Route 66. That is uh, an interesting little time capsule, that section of highway. When that was put in, about 1960, that was the only four-lane segment of Route 66 in a non-urban area between Los Angeles and Albuquerque. That indicates how much traffic was at Grand Canyon Caverns. Was the second most visited attraction in the state of Arizona. The entire evolution of Route 66 is uh, mirrored in the uh, Grand Canyon Caverns Resort Complex. Uh, it started out as a joke, dope on a rope, some drunk cowboys that lower you down in the cave in a bucket and a rope, give you a lantern, charge you a couple, two bits for the for the pleasure, of the adventure. And it morphed into a major attraction after World War II as the popularity of Route 66 and road trips soared. And then with uh, by the mid-60s, gosh, there was a motel, swimming pool, two restaurants, truck stop. Uh, gosh, it was just a boom. And then when Route 66 was bypassed about 1978, in one year, the business they dropped about 80%. And the owners just gave up. They stopped maintaining the place, and it went into a great, great disrepair. John McNulty and some partners picked it up about uh, 15 years ago and put the place back together and actually improved it. They put a restaurant and a motel room down in the caverns and some other quirky stuff. Still a fun stop. And in 2020, of course, they were devastated by the uh, uh, COVID situation. And now the Havasupai tribe has picked up and purchased the caverns property. And speaking of the Havasupai people, just past Grand Canyon Caverns, there's a road that says Nelson. It's a lime mine. that's off limits. That was another town on the National Trails Road, railroad town, little mining town, but now it's just the Nelson Lime mine. Just past that is Highway 18, Indian Highway 18. Make sure your tank is full. It's about a 45, 50-mile drive, no services, paved road due north. Stunning scenery. You go past the ruins of Fraser's Well with its old school. There's uh, uh, through the forest, a lot of wildlife, turkey along the road, deer, elk. And then all of a sudden, the road will dead end at a parking lot with corrals on the edge of this deep and beautiful canyon. And that is the land of the Havasupai Indians. It's the most remote community in the United States. They still deliver the mail by mule train. Now you need reservations uh, quite a ways in advance to visit the village of Supai. And you access the village by an eight and a half mile walk. You make arrangements to rent a horse or you get a helicopter. Only way to get to town. And it's, it's impressive. There's a hotel, a couple general stores, but it's, just, it's a step back to 1880. The kids ride horses to the store to pick up some milk. What makes Supai really famous is about four miles past the uh, village, you have a place, uh, the waterfalls. You have a series of waterfalls. One is actually higher than Niagara, and it roars over the top of this beautiful red rock wall into an incredible turquoise blue lagoon i'll tell you what kids pretty damned amazing a true desert oasis i'll have to share with you sometime my one of my experiences down there i tore my knee out climbing out of there and had hell but um and my dearest friend and i went down there one year from thanksgiving on a horseback ride in a snowstorm It was pretty interesting meanwhile back on route 66 Uh, Past Highway 18, you drop down this big grade coming into Peach Springs. And if you look to the north, you can see the Grand Canyon. Uh, Peach Springs is the uh, headquarters for the Wallapai tribe. And uh, a lot of interesting things there. The Wallapai Lodge, great food. Try the stew with uh, Wallapai tacos. Highly recommended. Next door is the Osterman Service Station, a tangible link to Route 66 been closed for many years and at the risk of actually falling down now, built back around uh, 1928. And we're almost across the street is the old forestry office, which was built as a uh, trading post back about 1920. Route 66 kind of climbs some grades and sweeps out across another wide valley and through the ghost town of Truxton, Arizona. Truxton was named for uh, Emily... uh, Truxton, Lieutenant Edward Beale's mother. Uh, The Lieutenant Beale came through in the 1850s with his camel caravan surveying the Beale wagon road. Truxton is kind of a recent newcomer on Route 66. Clyde McCune and a couple other fellows went in partners. They were going to build a dam up at what they call Bridge Canyon, uh, a branch from the uh, uh, Colorado River. Branch Canyon, and they knew the road was going to be coming in to Route 66 at this point. So they bought a bunch of property. They established a garage. And by the late 1950s, the dam had never materialized. But Truxton, little diminutive Truxton, became a boom town. Several motels, cafes, general store, and it boomed. And then with the bypass of Route 66 in 1978, everything just collapsed. Everything closed. And at this time, there's one gas station open. Uh, Everything else closed within, except for the Frontier Cafe, Mildred Barker. She hung on for about 10 years, servicing the locals, But everything else was gone. And then from there, you go down uh, across the valley, and you drop down Truxton Canyon. And look to your left as you go down the canyon. You'll see this beautiful two-story ranch house along the road. You'll even see, if you look quick, You'll notice an old bridge, and you can see the old highway originally went through the ranch yard. That all changed with the big flood back in 37. But that's the old Crozier Canyon Ranch. Did you know? Here's a little uh, fill your head with useless knowledge kind of thing Fatty Arbuckle's bathtub ended up in that ranch house. Now, how's that for a story? Curious? I'll have to write about that in a blog post on Jim Hinckley's America. Kind of an interesting story but anyway this was the 7v resort with a swimming pool and everything back in the era of the national Old trails road and route 66 and it's one of the oldest ranches in northwest arizona dating back to the 1880s the drive through the canyon is just spectacular as it opens in a fan shape you'll see keepers of the wild uh, on the right side wildlife park if you ride across the street down the road to spit and I hop You can see where the old road went and the railroad trestle, and you'll see an old school building there. That was for the white kids. The Indian kids had their own school down the road a piece at the Truxton Canyon Indian Agency. And that old school, a big two-story brick building, long, long abandoned, still stands. And uh, that's down towards Valentine. And then you move down a little further to the town of Valentine. It was made famous because of its postmark. People from all over the world sent letters to have things postmarked at the Valentine Post Office. And during my John Wayne period, well, I got I worked the Crozier Canyon Ranch and some other places, and uh, I got my mail there. Mrs. Griggs was always good to us. And uh, the post office and the gas station there closed. Real tragedy. Some, some asshats came in, and they murdered Mrs. Griggs over less than $100 in cash and postal money orders. She was a great lady uh continuing down route 66 you come to a real classic is the hackberry general store it, it's become a uh oh what would you put it uh, a stylized picture of what people expect route 66 to be when i was working that country it was still a general store and gas station and many a time i bought some cold beer there and um but the real treat a lot of people miss That is on the post 1936 alignment of Route 66. When you're standing at the Hackberry General Store, look across the railroad tracks. You'll see some buildings. You'll see some water tanks. Follow the road under the railroad trestle. Be careful. The road is sandy. That'll take you to the old town of Hackberry. Hackberry was once so important it was considered to be the Mojave County seat by the territorial legislature. It's kind of dried up, blown away, but there's a few interesting buildings, a great cemetery, Route 66, National Trails Road, all ran right through the center of town, and there's a beautiful, long-abandoned Spanish Mission-style schoolhouse built about 1918. It continued through about 1992, and when it closed, it was the last two-room schoolhouse in Arizona. Another opportunity to fill the head with a bit of useless knowledge. My goodness, we're running out of time, and we're only halfway. Well, next we got uh, Giganticus Heticus, uh, Greg Arnold's weird Easter Island creation at uh, the former Lake Mead Ranchero's restaurant cafe complex. That was a big lo- land boondoggle in the 60s. You make sure they got a lot of attention. That big A-frame building was painted even more garish than it is today. Cantaloupe and pink and green. Uh, now the road runs across the Wallapai Valley. The Wallapai Mountains are on the south. And uh, take some time to explore the uh, airport, the Kingman Airport Industrial Park. Doesn't sound like much of an attraction, does it? Well, in that park, that was originally the Kingman Army Airfield during World War II. There's a great cafe at the Terminal Building. One of the last World War II era control towers is still there. There's a lot of relics, monuments uh, to the war. Several very, very bad tragedies happened, training accidents. One was a, uh, a bus full of uh, recruits coming f- across Route 66 at night from the firing range. And the only thing they can figure is the driver's foot slipped off the clutch while he was waiting for a train. And the, bu- the bus jumped into the path of a high-speed freight. Uh, one of the other treasures there is Desert Diamond Distillery you got to check that out. It's an award-winning distillery of rums, agave rums, and cask-aged whiskies. They give you a great tour free. They've got a front-tier-era saloon-type uh, setup for a tasting room. And they've got a 1918 dining car set up as a wonderful, wonderful restaurant. And that uh, 1918 dining car, they serve some kind of a gourmet lunch there after your tour. And uh, that's really something to see. And it's interesting, as Route 66 rolls into Kingman, it's almost like you're turning back the calendar pages. You start out with some uh, 1950s motels that are uh, now weekly and monthly rentals. Then you get into at the I-40 interchange clumped around it are the uh, things we expect of the modern era strip malls and chain motels and fast food restaurants but once you get on the other side of the i-40 everything changes it's all 1950s motels and restaurants and then it becomes 1940s 1930s and then frontier era arizona uh when you get up towards the dam bar uh, wallapai mountain road and uh Stockton Hill Road. Quick, quick uh, note here. When you hit Wallapai Mountain Road, turn left, go south 12 miles, you can beat the desert heat. Wallapai Mountain Park, Wallapai Mountain Lodge, believe it or not, 12 miles from Kingman, a dusty desert crossroads near a pine forested desert oasis. More on that another time. Lots to see and do in Kingman. Uh, Kingman Main Street, is completing phase one of a historic district walking tour kingman.tours you can pull up the map get information it's a narrated self-guided walking tour a lot of fun really informative because kingman has a rich and colorful western history and an incredible celebrity history you might surprise the heck out of you everybody from andy Devine to fear and loathing in las vegas and well, even Pamela Anderson got in trouble for being topless in Kingman. Another story for another day. Kingman is also home to the world's only electric vehicle museum. Well, you know, we're going to have to make this part one. I am sorry. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll do part two next week, Kingman to the Colorado River. Give you something to look forward to. To me, that is one of the most exciting uh Sections of Route 66, one of the most beautiful. i got some great stories to share with you, and I don't want to rush things, but I want to tell you a little bit about some, some new things in Kingman and the Kingman area that uh, I think could really enhance your adventure, your road trip. And so we're going to make that. Next week, join us. Invite your friends, your relatives, anybody that needs road trip inspiration, invite them to join us at 7 o'clock next Sunday morning, and we'll give you part two of 160 miles of smiles. I want to thank LMS and Keith and Chris and uh, Maggie and everyone who joined us this morning. I want to thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed this. I want to give a shout out to this morning's uh, sponsor. You know, uh, magical, wonderful, delightful Tucumcari, New Mexico. Now, you know, this is another one of those towns, they fell on hard times when Route 66 was bypassed. And if you drive through town, especially west to east, you'd think it was a setting for an apocalyptic movie. Never, ever judge a book by a cover, especially when it comes to Route 66 communities. Tucumcari is amazing. Time Capsule Motels, one of my favorites, the Roadrunner Lodge. The owner, David Brenner, has gone to incredible lengths to create a 1964 time capsule with just a thin veneer of uh, the amenities that we want today. And of course, the iconic, world-famous, probably the most famous motel on Route 66, the Blue Swallow Motel. But there's much more. There's an incredible railroad museum, excellent restaurants, and one of the biggest surprises, Mesa Land's Community College Dinosaur Museum. Small museum, but it is world-class. It's worthy, the Smithsonian. Check out Tucumcari. You'll be glad you did. Hey, before we wrap this up, and I bid adios, and uh, I give you a break from my gum beating this morning, does anybody have any uh, questions? Anything I can answer for you? Any uh Anything I can uh, add to what we've been talking about? Well, do you think you'll be joining us next week? And do you think you'll uh, invite your friends? And even more important, why don't you come see me out here in Kangman? I'm pretty handy at telling folks where to go. Uh, One more item of note. uh, uh, Check out the Jim Hinckley's America Facebook page, JimHinkley'sAmerica.com. Uh, We are constantly expanding this. We're turning this into the ultimate road trip inspiration and planning portal. You're going to find all kinds of things you like. And this next week, we are going to... uh, Next week... talk more about this let me take care of this real quick uh, we've got a lot we're going to be doing here and uh, next week I've got a real surprise not only are we doing this podcast but I have working with a producer Stan Husted and we have a new program should be up Tuesday midday car talk from the main street of america we're going to be talking automotive history and road trips i think you're going to find this interesting week we did a test program uh last week it was okay the audio was a little bit off gotta expect that it's a new endeavor that we're working on we talked about edsel ford and uh edsel ford's many many contributions to the american auto industry and Edsel Ford's uh, big adventure in 1915 along the National Old Trails Road, predecessor to Route 66 in the southwest. Well, 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 my friends, we burned up a half hour pretty quick. It looks like i have been doing a lot of gum beating this morning. So, I want to thank everyone, and I guess with that said, we're done. Uh, Get ourselves going here with a little bit of music from Joel and Woody the boys of the road crew. Say hello to a new friend. On an old road Take a two-lane trip of memories Into mysteries unknown Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America Well, adios, mi amigos. Until we meet again, here's the road trips, grand adventures, and grand adventures shared with friends. See you next week.